Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And folks, we have uh, joining us, as promised, uh, a fantastic senator, uh, Senator Bryce Reeves. Uh, Senator, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, Brother Craig. How are you? I am better than I deserve, sir. Yes, okay. indeed, and and look, I I I'm, I'm I just have to say this, sir. Now, I've not endorsed uh, anyone in in this race. I think all three of you are are, are very fine public servants, but I'm I'm blown away. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm a guy that really believes that we need to nominate folks that are toting a set of onions and not a set of blueberries. And when I say onion, Senator, I don't mean baby pearls, okay? And, <laughs> and, and I'm... Vidalia. Right, okay. yeah, Vidalia's. Shown up country boy onions. You know, something you cut up and put on a steak, okay? But, uh, I mean, man, you're like, you're like the senator from Central Casting. Big, strong guy. I mean, your, your website, you start out with Galatians 5.13. And so, I mean, right off, right off the bat, I'm going to like you because you're putting God first, you, you, in which says, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And, and the Christians in our audience will recognize that as uh, the fifth chapter, 13th verse of uh, the book of Galatians. And you, I mean, your, your record of service, Army Ranger, you know, I had a great uncle who was an Army Ranger. He, he taught me how to shoot when I was a boy. I did not know he was an Army Ranger until his funeral. I mean, those, wow. they never talked about it, you know, but that's Army Ranger is an elite member of the military, is it not? No, it's uh, it's true. Less than one percent of the military uh, qualifies to be rangers, and uh, it's the best of the very best. And you know, they go all the way back to Rogers Rangers during the uh, uh, Revolutionary War, and then of course. Wow, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, your so, phone your phone just dropped out a little right. bit, so you know, try not to move a whole lot. I know let you me, have. To, I, yeah, I know let you me have do to, that. That's probably better, right? Yeah, this is better right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. but and then your family, your dad, your brother, five uncles. I mean, you all, all of you guys wore the uniform. I mean, you know, a vice detective, front, not, you know, not a police officer that's pushing paper. Nothing against you, paper pushers out there, but frontline narcotic narcotics detective, a church leader, a coach, youth mentor. Um, I mean, what's what's there not to like well, about Senator we, Reeves? Uh, we we we've been blessed, um, you know, and and because of that, we've always felt calling to give back to to people because, you know, I, I've said it, I'll continue to say it. We in this country have to get back in the people business, and and as a Republican, I feel like we've failed uh, what I call the least, the last, and the lost among us. Uh, because we've allowed the liberal left to to take control of those folks who are less fortunate, and and here's the challenge that I see in in government today, at least for Republicans, is that we've allowed that to happen, and we've got to get back in the people business. Because here's the thing about that, Craig, 
is that's all great to have government fill those positions. Not really, but 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 as a government last doesn't love people. Yeah, right. Well, government doesn't love people. People love people. Right. We got to get back in the people business. Yeah. And taking care of those who are less fortunate, giving them a hand up, and stop giving them handouts and creating these perpetual circles of of need and and you know um, dependency and. Um, I'm glad you said that, Senator. Most you, you, the word you use, and I hope you meant, meant it and didn't just say it by accident. But you said created. Did you mean to say created? Because that's certainly my position. That that this yeah, is absolutely. this is purposeful. This is purposefully creating need, where the uh, the, the the idea that I think the only thing that conservatism would really truly mean if you will boil down and ask yourself as a conservative, what am I conserving? We're conserving the idea that rights and freedoms come from God, not man. Could, That's right. Yeah. Now, share well, exactly your right. vision of what that would mean uh, as far as giving people, empowering people to live a full life of freedom and not live as a serf. Well, here's the challenge that I see in America today and Virginia today is that we all want a level playing field. 90% of the time when we go down and we put in legislation and we try to move the football down the field, part of those, say, three quarters uh, as a rough estimate, is trying to correct legislation that's already on the books that has been uh, misinterpreted uh, or misconstrued about the intent of the original law itself mm-hmm. and you have regulators who come in and interpret it and then they're they're overbearing and overburdening uh common citizens you know if you try to go out look i'm a small business owner one of the reasons i'm in politics today is because i had the opportunity to build a commercial building something i will never do again uh because i've learned my lesson how difficult it is uh but by the time i got done with that process Government had way too much control over my own purse strings and my own vision of what I'd like my building to look like and what what my dream was for this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Ann and I are not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. We're blessed more than most, and we try to, you know, do what we're supposed to do at church by tithing and all those other things that we do. But the reality is is that I found that government, uh, if they have the ability to do so much – that's negative and and what we're trying to do we've got to turn that around and so you know part of what i've I've tried to do over these years is is fight back i mean i'll give Mm -hmm. you one quick example craig in the budget and and it takes people the willing to get into the weeds on this stuff and i don't want to tie up all of our time on it but uh last year uh i think it was last session or session before I'm reading the budget, and I get to a line item, and it says $1.5 million. Now, that's not a lot in the big state budget, but it, it is to the people that I look at. And when I'm pinching pennies as a, mm-hmm. as a person in my family, I look at every dollar like it's a very important. Well, it was for Wi-Fi in state parks. Now, <laughs> uh, you know, my I got goodness. sheriff deputies. Yeah, I got sheriff deputies starting at $31,000 a year to qualify for uh, welfare. But because wow. of that internal pride, they, a lot of them don't go on it, and they're they're trying to figure out do they how do they feed their families? Should mm-hmm. I stay in this profession? We want those kind of people that are willing to go that extra step and, and protect us mm-hmm. and put their lives on the line. 
we should make sure they're compensated for it. But putting Wi-Fi in state parks takes away from their budget. And so, you know, those are the things that we'll fight for and we continue to fight for. And I bang my head against the wall. And if I sound passionate over the radio, it's because I am. Yeah. I am because we need good stewards. Yeah. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I'm of a firm belief that the, the, the biggest issue facing a a, a person running in a primary is to elect the person that has the intestinal fortitude, what I call the spiritual testosterone, to go up against the Democrats who, no matter who we nominate, okay, and this is for, for your race, for governor, for, for all of the races, no matter who we nominate, when we wake up in the morning as a Christian conservative constitutional capitalist, we are going to be called uh, a hater. We're going to be called the party of the rich. We're going to be called a racist. We're going to they're going to say we hate blacks. We hate Hispanics. We hate women, children, clean air and clean water. OK, so how, what's your fighting style to go up against that? OK, are you going to go full bore and, and defend what I believe in? Or try to uh, refer to the person that's calling you all these lies, your friend across the aisle. So, so Craig, I, I think you probably know the answer for me. I, I've always believed haters are going to hate. The, the reality is this. Uh, we've been able to work uh, across the aisle with every uh, person in the General Assembly to even include this governor on a very contentious issue of guns. And last year, I had the, the opportunity to be in the room, the only Republican in the room, with the governor, the lieutenant governor, Ralph Northam, uh, the secretary of public safety, uh, a guy named Chad Peterson, a, a Democrat uh, colleague of mine from Fairfax, and the governor's council. And being the only Republican there and negotiating out the not only the restoration of a 25-state agreement for concealed carry, but expand it to 50. And we, we closed the gun show loophole argument. And we made sure that we did something uh, that I think is important as a former law enforcement guy is to make sure that violent domestic abusers don't have access to firearms. Not We're not permanently taken away, but we don't want you to have access to firearms under a permit to protect the border. That's reasonable. It's prudent. I didn't have to compromise my values or who I stood for to get there. But here's the kicker, Craig. I've always been one of these guys that believes what my pastor always tells me is that you might be the only Jesus people ever see. And you need to stand firm in your convictions, and there are some non-negotiables. But I've never won a friend poking them in the chest or punching them in the eye. And I try to love everyone, but I try to tell people this is really what the real world's about, and these are the issues. And when you focus on the issues and you don't demonize the other side and you don't call them names and you don't do those things, say, look, I get it. I see where you're standing. Let's not even bring that up. It's about getting the hard right over easy wrong done because, look, Everybody that's listening today elected their elected representatives to go in for a specific purpose to help them. They don't care about the politics. They want their lives better. They want less government. They want more freedom. They want to be able to live their lives in accordance with what they want to do with their families, raise their children, educate them the way they want to. They don't want to be ingrained with, with government just intruding in everything. So that's what I stand for. I don't always agree with my own party on everything. Um, it, it might come as a surprise to some that that I, I believe we will never uh, jail our way out of this 
heroin epidemic, and I've worked on solutions for that. And I, I think I have some great ideas. But I also know this, Craig. I know that uh, God has called me to this for this season. I don't know how long this season will last. I can tell you, being in the trenches the last 15 months, mm. the brutal attacks that we've taken, the spiritual attacks, it's spiritual warfare. I get it. I don't know how long that will last, but I like to fight. I'm, I'm not afraid of anyone. I'm not afraid to stand and, and profess uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm not afraid to stand for the gospel when it's right. I'm not afraid to stand for the Constitution because that's the framework to which our country was founded. Mm-hmm. And that is to whom I have made an oath before God is to support and defend the Constitution, not a party, Amen. but the law. Yeah, yeah. You, so, you did that before you were a politician uh, as a member of the military. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, so when you're the know, only when you're the only Republican in the room, you're not a me too Republican, if I'm hearing you correctly. You stood as the only Republican in the room with a bunch of Democrats and defended Republican conservative Christian values. Absolutely. I've been the only red vote on the board before. I've been uh, you know, my, my seatmate who uh, who is uh, was a senator and now is a congressman, Tom Garrett. I have the greatest respect and love for and admiration. And Great he's guy. a prayer warrior. And, uh, in fact, I was praying with him a couple of days ago, and I remember a time on the floor when one of my opponents was carrying an ultrasound bill to protect life, and because of the political pressures, she folded like a tent. And there were two senators that stood in that chamber and voted red on that board. And that was myself and Tom Garrett. And I'll never forget it because mm. the beatings that we took. But at some point, and that's what I'm it's be about. accountable for that. That's what it's about because we know, I mean, the Democrats are very predictable. And, I mean, I respect that you don't want to name call them the way I do, okay? But we're in different businesses, okay? I, I have right. to get folks' attention. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for articulating because – you know, the, uh, the the Bible does say if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare himself for battle? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Right. But anyway, it, look, it's been great having you, uh, sir. And, and any last words you want to share uh, with our audience? I'd love to say this. Uh, it's one of my favorite Bible verses, and it's in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. And it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. We have been perishing under Democrat control with a governor, a lieutenant governor, an attorney general. We've seen what they've tried to do to this great commonwealth. I'm asking for your listeners' support today. I cannot make it to lieutenant governor unless I win the primary, which is Tuesday, June 13th. I would ask that you come out and you support us in this primary. Allow me the opportunity to serve you at the higher level, and I will not let you down. That is, a, I don't break my word. I'm a man of honor, and I will do everything in my power to make uh, Virginia great again and make us number one to do business. I, I really appreciate you being here. And, and think about this, too, folks. This is, uh, this is also the bench for governor for four years from now, okay? So, you know, if you want an onion toter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote, onion toter. All right. And look, and I don't mean baby pearls, brother. <laughs> God bless you, sir. 
Thank you, Brother Craig. All right. You have a wonderful day, and best of luck to you in this, the final few days of the campaign. Thank you, man. Be blessed. Okay. Bye, bye now.